Welcome to Ashland New Plays Festival Play for Keeps conversation series, where theater artists share stories, news, and insights into their work. Now let's meet today's guests. Catherine, hey, hey, Catherine, do you want to introduce yourself, Catherine? <laughs> All right, okay. Catherine, I heard you went to journalism school. I, th- <sighs> okay. Hey, um, I'm Catherine Delarosa. My pronouns are they, them, or she, her. I am calling in from Sarasota, Florida. And the play I worked on this week was called Non so più cosa son, which is Italian for I don't know what I am anymore. And that's all the intro prompts. I'll give it to Jasmine. Thanks, Catherine. I'm Jasmine. I use she, hers, and I'm calling in from Los Angeles. And the play I worked on this week is Cancelled, Cancel Me. Um, hey, Ty, what's up? Hi, I'm Ty Greenwood. My pronouns are they, he, or anything with respect. Uh, the play I worked on this week is called Dependency. Hi, son. Hi, Ty. Hey, everyone. Um, my name is Hizan. She, her pronouns, calling in from New York. And I worked on Confirm Me. And I'm going to pass it to the lovely Carlos. Hi, everyone. My name is Carlos Senen Trujillo. I am calling in from Hillsborough, Oregon. My pronouns are they, them. And the play I was working on was called La Vista Encandilada. Uh, now we ask questions. So I'm going to ask uh, a question to the group. I'm going to ask a question to the group. Um, so what are the plays about and what inspired us to write them? Does anyone want to tackle that first? Well, Carlos, dear, because you asked the question, do you want to go first? All right. I guess I, I'll go first. <laughs> okay. So my play La Vista Candilada is um, a period piece. It is based on the history of uh, sort of queerness in Cuba and specifically about this period of time between 1965 to 1968 during the Cuban Cultural Revolution, where um, being gay, trans, queer in Cuba was kind of criminalized. Uh, not kind of, it was criminalized. Um, and you would be sent to a forced labor camp. So the story kind of takes place split between these people's lives before the labor camps and then after the labor camps. And the name of the play, um, Vista Candelada, means sight on fire. Uh, and it is uh, a phrase that's used for like that feeling you get when you turn the lights on really quickly after being in the dark for a while. So to replicate that effect, the first half of my play happens almost completely in darkness with just a few spotlights. The audience walks in in darkness, all of that. And then the second act of my play happens completely in the light with all of the lights, including the house lights brought up. Uh, So and I was inspired to write it because I am a queer Cuban and uh, a lot of my plays deal with history. And this seemed like a really. really necessary history to tell really pertinent history to tell especially with the situation how it is in cuba right now with protests and everything uh it kind of spurred me on to okay i think this might be the time to really try and tackle this because god knows i didn't want to write this one it it was one of those that i was putting off because it was like this is hard to write but um i decided it was uh it was the time was right and i'm going to pass on the question to hisan uh what oh, kind of, uh, what 
is your play about and what inspired you to write it? Well, definitely, as we've talked about it this week, my play is um, very different from Carlos's subject matter. It is about a church and church drama, basically, and about these four girls who are in high school going through confirmation together. And they're led by these two moms and it's in the middle of Iowa and it's, you know, it's 2014. That's, that's the blurb right there. Not much more to say other than that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's about simple life, I guess, but the complexities within that. So, yeah, I mean, I, okay. I want to, I feel like we're going backwards now in order. So who was Ty? I'll pass it on to you, Ty. <laughs> Hi. Um, so the play I worked on is called Dependency. <clears throat> and it centers on these two high school students, TT and Deshaun, who um, become friends um, by a whim at this party. Um, they meet in a bathroom. Um, majority of the play I've decided after this week will take place in these bathrooms. Um, and it's really just about you know, um, mental health, drugs, um, self-healing and kind of like discovering like why we are dependent on certain things. Um, and so Deshaun and TT, um, in this play are going to go on a journey kind of together where like the first act they are dealing with their inner demons. And by the second act, those inner demons turn to angels to kind of help them heal and come to you know, just some, some really just like self observations and just like some things about themselves that maybe they like didn't know was in there because they've been doubting themselves. So, um, the plays really, uh, exciting for me because I mean, I, I teach high school kids, um, students, and, um, I think that it's definitely something that's becoming more prominent. Like kids are starting to get involved with drugs very early on and or using them as a way to suppress their feelings or things that they're going through. Um, I think there is this stigma of not wanting to talk about mental health. I think there is this stigma of not wanting to address, you know, drug issues or just any of those kind of things. So for me, I love to write about things that are taboo and put them right in your face. And I like to make them like raw and real. So yeah, I've been really excited about this play and um, I discovered so much this week and learned so much from my fellow cohort members that have become like a new little family to me. So um, yes, I'm excited to, to continue working on the play post Ashlyn. <laughs> And um, hopefully this won't be the last time all of us are involved with Ashlyn. <laughs> so, you know, there's that tea. Uh, they should bring us back <laughs> in more ways than one, too. Like, you know, produce us. Um, anyways, I think if we're going backwards, was it my girl, Jasmine? Oh, my God. Hi, you're an, um, it's literally so early in the morning. You are operating at level 10. Um, <laughs> I, um, I too, have loved working at Ashland, meeting all of y'all, and I hope one day we can be in person because God knows we got, we got a kiki. Um, what's my play about? Amazing question. Uh, canceled, cancel me is uh, like two acts in conversation with each other. The first... Um, is like 
what happens when we don't act with care. And the second is like the intention of care. Um, and I wanted to write a pandemic play that wasn't about the pandemic, or I should say, I didn't want to write a pandemic play period, but then I, during the pandemic started working with the road theater and their under construction cohort. And this was like an idea on my mind, um, especially during like the summer of racial reckoning where everyone like discovered racism um, for the first time, like watching the virtue signaling on social media. I very much felt like social media was always around me um, and not like a delicious way in a very suffocating and uh, honestly theatrical way. Um, and so like that was on my mind. And so I started working on that as like the little baby bud of the play. Um, and then cancel me is uh this the, the second act that I've been really working on um, with Ashlyn this week in, in terms of like making sure the audience can leave like with some sense of healing rather than just like re-traumatizing the audience I'm writing for all over again as they exit the theater. Um, and I, I'm excited to see it in a theater and figure out what the hell the social media looks like dramatized on stage. Um, if there's any directors listening to this and you want to read my plan, you play exchange and tell me how the social media works. We're still figuring that out. So that would be amazing. Um, that's, that's pretty, oh, also some, like, I don't know, some of these characters are real. I went to a predominantly white institution. It follows four juniors in the pandemic. I was a junior in the pandemic in college and I don't know, sometimes I change names. Sometimes I don't. No Tino Shade. I've been spending too much time with Ty. Okay. Catherine, save me for myself. Uh, hi. Um, I don't know if I can do that. I think you're too far gone. Um, <laughs> so, uh, my play Non So Pew is, uh, it's about, it's about Asians and classical music, but more broadly, it's about Asians of various diasporas making art and feeling guilt about, is this useful or helpful to my people essentially. So it starts, um, it's kind of three stories entwined. One of them is very normy and from my life, which, um, it's, if, partially follows like a Filipino high school girl taking voice lessons in a church basement and like dealing with that, that series of identity crises. And then that intertwines with the story of um, the Philippines first professional opera singer, Jovito Fuentes, who was kind of like a proto Leo Salonga, like right down to, she played Madama Butterfly in Italy. Um, and then it also follows um two artists who are soviet koreans um from like you know from 19 the 1920s and 30s and the stalinist purges to like the fall of the ussr is what happens and they're all musicians but it all it just has to do with art and diaspora and why do we love western classical music why do we consider that cultural capital. Um, I went to Indiana University, which has the Jacobs School of Music. And like, I've always been an Asian in like the South and Midwest, who's usually the only Asian, but it was just so strange to go to a school and see all these, like all these like international Asian students hobbling around with like cellos on their backs. And I'm like, but, but we're not, you know, it's just like music, Asians, that's it. That's my play. Yeah. Oh God, I guess I'm as a, as a music Asian, I will say I did hobble around the Midwest with a violin case strapped to my back for nearly as long as I can remember. So I'm excited by you writing this play, Catherine. I will say that I'm excited by everyone's plays. (laughs) If I wanted to like lie, I could say that I'm a professional cellist because I have played 
two weddings in Kentucky <laughs> in a in a trio with my sister and brother. <laughs> Did you do like Suzuki method? Was that? Yes, of course. Um, oh, yeah. it's not the acting Suzuki method. The, yeah, the... I was horrible because I think I'm the only person here who does not have an acting background. So when, when I got to like theater school and people were like, I have to do Suzuki. I was like, you, the, the, the little violin? <laughs> no, no, a different Suzuki. But anyway, um, uh, oh, I guess, should I ask a question? Uh, if you want, we could also go back and just redo the same order. and I could ask the next question. Carlos, you take works. it. We both have the yeah. gorgeous microphone quality. Uh, also, Catherine, uh, we could do a wedding together. I'm actually a reverend. <gasps> I am an ordained minister. Um, Why are you a reverend? Have you not told this to me at all this week as I'm writing a literal day? Get on that information. That is, this is the end of the week, and we have now learned <laughs> yes. Carlos is a <laughs> literally going to seminary. Carlos. Are for that. <laughs> I'm an ordained, I'm not like a real, like I didn't go to religious school or anything. I just got my like my uh reverend thing online from the Universal <laughs> Life Ministry yeah, so that I can marry people. So reverend I can marry anyone. Is the technical right. term. Okay, great. <laughs> anyway, um, so next question is, what was the retreat like for you? Uh, and what are specific moments in the week or like stuff about the week in general that really stood out? For me, I really loved being able to be in a room of playwrights that are all my age. I've been in rooms of playwrights before, but I've always been the youngest in the room. And uh, this is really fun because everyone is from about the same decade. Uh, and we, I feel like we understand the language that we all speak a lot clearer than um, like a lot of that. I mean, no, no hate on baby boomers, but uh, we do speak a radically different uh, theatrical language than I think a lot of older people do, um, especially uh, going back to Jasmine with the advent of social media and everything. We use a lot of shorthand that I think can be really baffling for older people. Uh, so I really love that. And I really love being able to talk about agents and, you know, the business and stuff like that, because I have talked about acting. I went, I took like business of acting classes in college classes is, uh, <laughs> I took business of acting classes in college, but I never really sort of delved into what playwriting was going to be like and how playwriting was going to be different and the unions and all that stuff. So yeah, that's what I kind of, those were standout moments for me in, uh, during the week. And I'm going to break the mold. I'm going to pass it on to, uh, oh, so what I'm hearing is you don't want to pass it on to me, Carlos. No, you, I'm going to pass it back to Heathson. <laughs> I'm going to pass it back to Heathson. I'm going to pass it back to Heathson. I'm not going to break any mold. Time. I'm going to stay firmly within <laughs> the mold. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, I hope because nobody can see our chat. Um, we do have three Asians here and we all misheard Carlos saying agents as Asians. I, Asian. and I totally heard Asians and I really... I thought I felt really I felt really seen in that moment. Um, and now we're talking about our ages in the chat. I'm just keeping y'all posted on the other side. But um, I think my favorite part about this week, honestly, I don't know, um, you know, just to share a sneak peek of what's been going on. I mean, like personally, like my personal life has been kind of crazy this week and it started off during this retreat and just to be in a group of supportive, you know, artists of color who are just able to 
you know, like uphold like a safe space for me to be in and like work collaboratively in is amazing. And also kind of like what Carlos said, you know, we all just like get the vibe, you know, like we, uh, there are things that we don't like unspoken truths among us that we don't have to explain. And I think that the safety in that is, um, really, really incredible. And also, um, it's just fun to write and talk with people who are, you know, all it's all good spirits here. We're, we're good. We're a good group of, you know, I think, um, a lot of what makes these experiences like make or break are the people and who you're, um, put, um, to like, not team up with. I mean, we're a team. You could could call us a team. You could call us a cohort. I don't know what other we're a boy we're, band. We're, we're boy yes, band. we are. We are. We are team by Lord, as Catherine De La Rosa did put in the chat. I'm exposing that right now. But um, you know, like to spend seven hours a day at the minimum with these folks for this past week couldn't couldn't have asked for a better time, honestly. So big, big love, big, big love. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna break the mold, Carlos. I was just giving you a hard time. But I'm just going to say, if anyone wants to jump in next, like, you. oh, you know, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm the one, <laughs> I'm shaking things up now, but if anybody honestly just wants to unmute and like leap on this question. I mean, I guess I will say, um, wait, we so stay the in the same order. Well, none of the rest of you bitches decided to jump on. So sorry. We love structure. We love structure. We love structure structure a little bit, you know, just a little bit. Um, I will say that this is the, by far the most diverse cohort group, anything that I've ever been a part of. Um, And that was really important to me. Um, And I feel like it just helped the flow of the group and just, you know, I feel like we all were able to relate to a lot of things being folks of color. And I feel like that was like, you know, a big underlying tone. And then I think also just all of our personalities really do mesh well. Like I really do feel like we are this family. Like it really just feels like a house, you know? Um, and I'm just like, it's just hilarious. Um, and I think this week it was really good to also just see the different perspectives of work, but also to see some of the commonalities between all of our work, like in, 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 in ways that we all are playing with current things that we're going through and or things that we have to say about what's going on in the world, which I'm always here for. Um, and I'll say like, I appreciate Ashlyn, um, as a whole for bringing us in and just like the hospitality throughout the whole week. So, you know, shout out to our stage manager, Emily, shout out to Jackie, shout out to Kara, um, just everybody helping us out and, um, you know, being here for us and support and making sure that we're okay and checking in and shout out to the mentors too, for coming, um, even, you know, if it didn't go all the way well all the time, I will say that yesterday though, I had the best meeting with my mentor. Like, I don't, I think like it's a good thing to talk about. Like, I think like 
the first meeting day, we were drained. Like looking back, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who reflects like the first day that we met with them was a long day and we're all on some, some of us are on different time zones. And so like being on zoom, zoom fatigue is real. And sometimes it's like hard to hear critiques or anything after you've had a long day on camera. And then you're like, uh, wait a minute, this is a lot, but I will say yesterday, um, shout out to my mentor. We had a, just a very great conversation about the TV industry and like didn't even talk about my play at all. And um, we just talked about like advice for just different things in TV and trying to like break into there or just like getting experience. So it really was, um, you know, a, a great experience. And I think we all had amazing folks come in. Shout out to all the guest speakers as well that presented and did workshops for taking the time. It was really great. Um, and I feel like- Ty, I, can I just say, I love yeah. how you're making this a dedication now. Like I really, I really do love this dedication portion yes. of the podcast. We like, smack to. in the middle. Yes. Thank you to our sponsors. We got to thank that. Listen, we tried to come back and get the bags. No see, no shot. <laughs> I didn't thank them or that I wanted to thank them. That being said, yes, thank you. Um, so shout and, out and yeah. thank you, Ashley. New places for all of us. I'll speak for the cohort as the oldest now that I found out that I am big brother up in here, big sister, you know, all of it. Um Anyways, no, uh, the week has been great. I'm like in this space where I am sad that this is like coming to an end. So just know that we have to keep the group chat going. Um, but yes, um, it's been a really, really good week and I've learned so much from everyone. And yeah, I'm really excited to continue this beautiful family and friendship. So I guess I'll pass it to, I don't know. Catherine or whoever else wants to talk. You holding the mic and smiling and cheesing like you ready to go. So I don't have a mic stand. I, I'm not ever ready. I just don't. I didn't buy a mic stand because it's really expensive on Sweetwater at the time. Uh, <laughs> Journalism problems. Oh my shout out to my sound design life of like having a really intimate conversation with my Sweetwater sales engineer, yeah. Indiana-based business. Uh, my retreat week, I think, okay, I think for me, I think that I love everyone. We're all, we're all have all this simpatico shit, but also I do recognize I come from a somewhat different place of like having worked a lot as a dramaturg and worked in new play settings before. So I think a big thing I've learned this week is just how much knowledge and resources I have that I really have no use for. Cause like, I don't, uh, respect to all of you. Like, I, I don't want to write for TV. I will probably end up a religious studies professor. Um, but I have all this freaking knowledge about how literary offices work. I know my way around all the new play festivals. I can name you like the playwrights assigned to who are at certain agencies. And I know Catherine, TV get us jobs. Like, I just know it all. It's like, I have no Please use for this. I want to become it. a nun. So I'm like, right. I'll give it to you. Like, I learned how much <laughs> yes. I know and how, how much I can give to other people. I don't know. There you go. That's what I learned. Catherine, bless us all. Christen us all with. Um, yes, I'm still like, coming to you for my production. <laughs> I got, yeah, oh yeah, I, I'm and amazing. And my website. So yeah, we're, we got to utilize each other. I'm not playing about those things. Yeah. So that's me. I don't know. Jasmine hasn't spoken that much here, but you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, I'm blown away at sister Mary Catherine in the chat. Carlos, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. I have, I have like two Mary necklaces next to me at my desk. Thank I just have like uh, six of them. Thank God. Change your name I mean, on the Zoom, Catherine. Yeah, I'll do that. 
Um, I literally, everything's been said, especially after the dedication page that came out of Ty's mouth. My, some of my fave moments do include stage manager extraordinaire, Emily popping up on the screen as a visual warning that we are at time. Iconic Zoom stage manager shit. I love that. I also really loved hearing each other's work yesterday. Like I, I was, it was, it's so different reading your plays and then hearing them out loud with like actual actors who do acting um it just like it, it makes me it's one step closer to being on stage hearing it and that's so lovely especially after like we did we did do quite a few hours on zoom this week and like reading on a computer screen and versus just like being able to kind of look away and hear the dialogue huge hearing the plays in a whole new way and every like i think i said this yesterday but like everybody's plays are so distinct Cause it's like written in our voice. I feel like I know y'all better be- from hearing your words out loud. It, everybody has a very distinct voice in this group. Do you think say. I sound like a 45 year old white woman? Yeah. I think you sound like Carol. He's son. <laughs> not the 45 year old white woman. <laughs> Aren't we all just 45 year old white women on the inside? I, I don't I know about you. So. I swing more 60, 70 year old. Uh, oh TV. my goodness. I want to <laughs> be. I read like, a lot older than I am. I, hope I just want to get to the place life. of confidence. I hope we all get to the place of confidence where we feel like we have a 45 year old white woman on the inside. I mean, that is white. That's a 45 year old white woman. Y'all are intimidating. I'll they say figured it, it out. Oh my God. No. I want to play, that, I want to play okay. Meryl Streep's character in Big Little Lies. Like I want to play movie. Carol in He Son's play. I want to play <laughs> Meryl Streep in Doubt. <laughs> no, y'all, Carlos and I have fully had a conversation. I think the queen of like older white women shit is Olivia Coleman. There's yeah. no yeah. doubt about it. She reigns supreme right look now. Look at me. How dare you look at me. Um, or 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 right. um oh my gosh wait wait tony collette got a shout out tony collette oh my god oh, i am your mother oh oh yeah miss jessica lang is is giving all the time all the time all i'm right. so sorry She's i'm been. so sorry for the diversity on this call we are shouting out too many white women and not enough people yeah that's true. That's true. Andrew, oh, thank you for your work. To, Andrew, oh, um, thank you for your service. Yeah. Okay, but like also, also big, oh, big you, time, mother. Stephen Yin. Stephen Yin. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my special guest? Who is this? You get in room service? Uh, sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting little tacos. So excuse me. I'm getting some food. Now I wish we had kept the video footage in because that would have been amazing. Y'all, right. I've been looking at all sorry, sorry, the recording button is not on. <laughs> I know, but y'all, I have I literally have Vaseline on my acne scars right now. This is the truth I live. I, I have you, Chris, on my face. It's okay. Okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask the next question. Relieve us of um, the next. The next question is. I think this goes for all of us. We can probably dig something up. What is the best advice? I want to even say like you've ever gotten or you've given yourself. I want to. I want to say you've given yourself too, because I'm all about all about that. Um, If anybody wants to kick us off, Ty. Yeah. Or Carlos, or go ahead. The Reverend. The Reverend Carlos and Trujillo. That's also my Twitter name. Uh, <laughs> okay, anyway, no, you're on Twitter. The handles because none of y'all follow me. I, so. I'm, I'm on a social media hiatus. Oh, Catherine, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. You are on a hiatus. Um, I'm scared of Twitter, but I do want to be canceled. 
Okay. I'll, I'll do it. I'll get on it. Okay. 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 okay wait, y'all. Let's, let's, best let's, let's, yes, let's redirect. <laughs> so, um, best advice. I, well, it, it's something, it's a quote that I, I think Catherine will relate to it because it is a Brecht quote, um, that, that I really think of a lot, which is that art is, uh, is not a mirror. It's a hammer with which to shape reality or something like that. Um, it's like one of his most famous ones, but essentially I kind of, what I drew from that quote is, um, be blunt and be, uh, be forceful because there are a lot of people in this industry who are for the best intentions, you know, I try to be empathetic with everyone. And I know that people like aren't coming from places of malice. Most of the time they're coming from places of ignorance or like just wanting to do a very specific thing, but they'll try and like diminish your work and they'll try like, you know, make your work, their work. And I have learned that when you've got to really have conviction to say, no, you can't change that. No, you can't do this. No, it has to be cast this way. Like it, it becomes very important. And I think especially as BIPOC playwrights, we face a lot more uh, pushback because we're not writing for the default. And unfortunately the default is white people. So every little choice we make is going to be sort of analyzed and people are going to try and break it down. And like, you have to, you have to really learn how to argue every single point. So in a lot of ways, being a playwright is like being a lawyer. Uh, I should tell my mom that cause she didn't want me to be a lawyer. Um, so yeah, that's the best piece of advice. I, I don't know if that was advice, but that, yeah, that's my answer to the question. I'm going to pass it on to whoever wants to go next. <laughs> so unmute and pop in y'all. Everyone should follow my side Twitter account, which is, it is at get underscore Brecht, get Brecht. Catherine, I, I just or, followed get Brecht. Or I tweet get Brecht quotes. And I was also going to come in with a Brecht quote, but then I decided, no, my advice that I gave myself is, um, is okay. Y'all, y'all yelled at me day one, but I'm a Swifty. I'm firmly a Swifty. I'm an 06 Swifty. Been there since teared off on my guitar. And the thing about Taylor Swift is I've written 5,000 words about her and her politics and what I glean about her beliefs. And I'm just like, I think that what she can teach especially like anyone is like how to be so selfish. Like, I think we can learn to be selfish from her. I think we can learn how to center our experiences and only give a shit about our feelings Fuck everyone else. Even if everyone else is Kanye West, a genius. I love Kanye. I don't know if this is, I love Kanye and I love Taylor. I can do both. Okay. So like, it's like, I think we can learn how to be utterly selfish and center ourselves in our communities from Taylor, Allison Swift. So that's, and also like, if I want to actually talk about Taylor Swift giving advice, I, I wrote a short play that it has Taylor Swift in it that, that takes place during the 1989 world tour. And before she would sing clean, she would do some variation of like a 10 minute speech of just like motivational bullshit of like, it's like, you matter, you are enough. I wrote, I wrote a play. I wrote a play about that. And it's like documentary theater with Taylor Swift's actual words. And I listen to that sometimes for fun. Cause I'm nuts. But anyway, Ty is unmuted. So I could pass it to Ty. 
Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I just cannot get with Miss Taylor Swift from <laughs> Reading, PA, as somebody from Pennsylvania as well. Um, sorry. But, you know, those of y'all that love and support her, I respect it, you know. Just keep that over there. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the best advice I got. Um, or just things that I tell myself, right? Words to live by, by Ty. Um, failure is not a tattoo. Um, and I think oftentimes in this business, um, where we get a lot of rejections, we talked a lot about rejections. I feel like this week a little bit, um, and oh goodness, I'm sorry, I just get distracted by the chat. Don't even bring up that other name that was just dropped because listen, if that goes on this podcast, they might, they might cancel me. They might really try to come for me, but I'm here for it. But anyway, um, (laughs) um, back to, (laughs) um, no, I think we go through a lot of rejection, right. In this, in this business and in this industry, we, we submit a lot and we put a lot into those submissions. Let's be real. And then, you know, it seems like we, we get these no's back, but I think it's like, we just have to remind ourselves to keep going. What I always like to say, like, what's for me won't pass me. So um, it's just like to remember that, you know, everything has a time, has a season and it's okay. And I, I, I've gotten to the point now where I just submit things and I forget about it. I really do. I don't keep track. I don't. And that's no, uh, like coming at anybody that does, I don't keep track. I submit stuff. And then I, I forget about it because I don't want to think about it that way. Like if it doesn't happen, I'm like, Oh, I submitted to that a few months ago. I didn't even remember. Or if it does, it's like a nice surprise when it pops up and they're like, Hey, you got this thing. And I'm like, Oh, really? I sent that like five months ago. So, you know, it's definitely, um, that, and I think, you know, a lot of it also is just about like staying true and all of unapologetic and your authentic self, write what you want to write has been some of the best advice I've ever gotten from Kemp Powers. Shout out to Kemp Powers, who's currently commissioned me. Um, you know, write what you want to write, tell the stories that you want to tell and don't worry about what everybody else is going to say. Somebody's always going to have something to say, no matter how, you know, you can be the nicest person, whatever, everybody's going to have something to say. So you can't please everyone. So yeah, I think just failure is not a tattoo. What's for you won't pass you. Keep going. This too shall pass. You know what I mean? Just, you know, keep going. Um, and we're all going to be very successful continue to be successful not going to be i mean we are successful let's be real but we're going to continue to grow and be successful and i'm here for the journey yes also successful on our own terms not by like what's defined by like a bunch of crusty dusty white people like have to have to put that out but i also want to like piggyback on what you're saying ty because i i love (laughs) i love i'm looking at the chat yeah this chat is coming off um literally i think on that note i i i mean oh my gosh there's so much sorry y'all my adhd is all over the place right now um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, anyways but um advice that i've gotten um from people in general is just to like give less shits about everything concerning like kind of what everybody's been saying like why do we care i think as especially as people of color we care so much about other 
people's opinions, especially white people's opinions. And um, oh my gosh, y'all, the chat, I'm trying so hard to stay focused right now. Le- let Exit me, let out, me speak. Let, no, it's not even, it's just in the corner. It's just <sighs> in the corner. I can't, I can't. Y'all be quiet for two seconds, please. Thank you. But, um, but, uh, <laughs> Um, to give less shits about what other people think and to do your own thing. Also, you know, I think on rejection, I feel like, especially for those of us who've worked as actors in our past lives, it's less so you get rejection, you get like ghosted. And so I've kind of learned to toss submissions and toss whatever happens over my shoulders. So long as I know that like I put in all the effort and like, um, I put in the best work that I could at that moment. And that's what makes me proud more than anything. So I guess using that as like a, a North star is like, did I, did I actually put in the effort that I wanted to put in for this opportunity? And then I, then I let it go. Then if exactly like, it's a nice surprise if I actually end up getting it or whatever, but also, um, never meet your heroes. I feel like is also a good piece of advice. Cause the industry is a small world and we realize quickly we are all just humans trying to live our lives. So yeah, Ooh, I don't that know. Is yeah, that's, we don't need oh to, we don't need to <laughs> dive into that. But I mean, Jasmine, it's your hey. turn. So Hi. um, my, so, okay. So some of us have put our acting in our past lives, but I'm still bringing it into my current life. And so I, I'm yeah, trying to do you. acting and writing at the same time. Jasmine, I, I'm, I'm doing it too now. We're trying out here. We're trying out here, but I will say the best writing advice is acting advice that I got of like, I remember submitting for some self tape and it was like comedic, but, or it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't comedic. And then, so I was like trying to play it. Not, I was, I was like trying to play something that I'm not, I wasn't bringing myself to the role and my manager Chi Chi of Chai talent management. Love you. Um, what was just like, be a person, like do what, like be a person, um, be like the person you are. And I think that's something I'm trying to like attach to my writing of like, I I'm not trying to write my, my favorite play I've ever seen that play already exists. Like I'm trying to write the play that I can write. Um, and like, it might, it might mean that act one is 67 pages and act two is 30, but if it's not going to be balanced, it's not going to be balanced sometimes. Um, I'm okay. Now I'm looking at this chat. Catherine, you are unmanageable. It's true. Cause you are the, cause Catherine is the actor's theater of Louisville to me. Like Catherine yes, is already, is already established. Um, yeah. so therefore fine. Um, what did I say I was going to do in this chat? I was going to, Oh, I was going to talk about <laughs> they who must not be named. So I won't, <laughs> someone else has to take this away. Wait, actually, actually, I, I think uh-uh. everybody answer this question. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody answer this question. Uh, what's the so question i'm gonna ask the new question who's your controversial hero mine's taylor swift mine are taylor swift and bertolt bragged yeah taylor swift is a very good one okay that uh, one, that's a very controversial good one what do you mean by controversial hero? Like controversial hero. It, it That's what I was gonna say too. Mine. I only said controversial because Ty and I don't agree, but on some people. But <laughs> I'm gonna say mine. I I you needed to see it. Jeremy O'Harris's work at the time that I saw it. I needed to see it. I needed to see 
white people walk out of slave play at like the 30 minute mark. I needed to see that that is okay to happen. No, you needed to watch, and I'll send it to you, my play, Make a Digress, where I make the white people leave at the end of the play instead of them where they're asked to leave instead of where, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about Miss Jeremy because, you know, Yale has their own you way love Yale. I had drama. my experience at Northwestern, Northwestern University, I don't claim you. Northwestern <laughs> is not. <laughs> oh, so that now we just gonna call out our colleges. Listen, got it. We got God. it. That was my I experience. Mean, I needed to read that play uh, at the time that I did. Uh, I went to SAU just, in Ashland, so I'm not calling out anyone. <laughs> can I just say I think I think I got y'all beat. I'm not even beat. I mean, I did major in musical theater, and I I didn't even finish a degree and submitted myself to Miss Saigon. Um, so y'all do it, do with that what you will. Oh, um, I that I'm still thinking <laughs> about the knowledge that you could have been an SM trainee. That's nuts. Yeah. Oh, that's also tea. Um, but you know, it's secret for, or whatever. It's, it's like, it's a subtle, it's a subtle secret, but you know, now that people know, I almost became a K-pop star when I was what? 15 years old, but that was red another velvet. time. <laughs> but that being said. Um, I don't know if I have a controversial hero. I will say I am such a weeb and I think all my anime heroes are like legit, legitimate. Like, I don't know if I've, I, y'all are saying like theater people. I don't know. I feel like my heroes Taylor, are Taylor, like, Allison Swift. Okay. You know, she did, <laughs> she did do a, she did do a little she bit of cats. theatricality. She was in yeah. cats. I never forgot. Oh, I didn't watch ever that made. trash. Sorry. Best movie ever made. Yeah, best movie best ever made. Cats. One of the best movies ever. I thought Honestly, it was phenomenal. People, I haven't Are seen the serious? movie. I haven't seen the movie, but I, have you guys seen like the, the filmed <laughs> live performance? Because that's actually, I will say, pretty good. Of which one? Um, the West of Cats. End. Yeah. The one from like the 90s? No, yeah, 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 like the yes, old. That, that one is just good. But I this love it. Ish, no, the, the old. Rum Tum Tugger. Yes. Rum Tum Tugger was so hot. hot. I, I, yeah. I'll just say it. Maybe back in that 1997 production. I, I, I <laughs> I, I thought Jason Derulo, Jason Derulo didn't. Wait, I reject Jason Derulo. He wasn't. He wasn't horny enough. He wasn't horny oh, enough. I want the original. He built for it anyway. Wait, he's someone saying something. I, I oh, have to ask, what is a theater or piece of art that you like stan, but you are kind of embarrassed by it? So like, I'll say like my favorite musical, one of my favorite musicals is Jesus Christ Superstar. That definitely tracks. Um, I but I do it. watch it every Easter. So that's my little dark secret. It's I am Protestant for me. It, it's so Protestant. I, it's it's very proddy. It's very proddy. Yeah. I have two. Um I Evita and in the Heights. <laughs> Evita uh. and in the Heights. It's the only ones we got. It's the only ones we got. So I'm like I'm gonna give man. you that. You you know, you know, I have to do like a song. For, I, I have used In the Heights as my audition songs <laughs> for everything that I've ever auditioned for. You um, and Miss Saigon and then, right there with you. Right yeah, there with you. Like the new version like, of In the Heights, the film. Or it was it was good. It was it was good. It was um not I mean. I have I have my gripes with it, but it could take the entire session for me to talk about all of right. the things that I thought were I thought it was weird that 
the entire uh, leading cast is Dominican and they were all played by light skinned Puerto Ricans. I thought that was weird. I thought that that was really uncomfortable. Um, however, it did make me cry. I like, I won't say that it didn't make me sob when I, when La Claudia died, I was like, <laughs> art, art, so, that was art. <laughs> so like, I, I have mixed, and I, 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 I have mixed feelings on LM, on LMM too, you know, like, oh, Lynn, very much that. I feel like, I'm sorry, Lynn, we he, he wrote the only play, but also, oh, he's so cringy. Oh, he's so cringy. Dang. And I feel like I can say that without I'm burning any bridges. Stan. I said it. No, I think Hamilton aged like milk, you know, <laughs> like once Trump became president, it was like, oh, this play is sour now. It was. It's yeah. still it's a cash cow, though. I'll tell you that. And oh, it's, yeah. it's so unfortunate. White people ate that up. Like, oh, my gosh. And if it was also white, there's so many more white people in the cast. Yeah. Like what? Uh, yeah, there's so many more people to it. No, there, there's the. The, I mean, I'm not going to spill this tea, but there's, there's, there, there, I feel like the cast are becoming whiter and whiter, like literally, because there is a white ensemble in Hamilton. I think it's just expanding rather quickly. Let's talk about That's colorism. Colonial. Let's talk about colorism. <laughs> I want to talk about colorism. I do. Jasmine, kick Jasmine. us off. I mean, um, I think the cast are getting whiter because it's colorism. I also am excited about the fact that like, I think all of us indirectly talked about colorism in our scripts being like, don't do it. <laughs> oh yeah, in the there front matter. It's sad that we have to literally say that, you know, or that I have to put in my work, all shades of black are beautiful. And please do not like just cast one kind of shade, you know, because we see it, we know what it is. And yeah. that's why I had a problem with, you know, <laughs> never mind. let me not call that person out either. But you know, I just can't stand- oh my God, <laughs> In the front matter that have like, the character could be white or black. Girl, you know they are gonna cast the character as white. Stop that shit. You know good and damn well, you need to make it specific. And you know, it totally changes the genetic makeup of the play if your lead is black or white. But I digress, but anyway. For me, with Hamilton, since we're on the topic of colorism, it's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just not with you putting Black bodies in old, racist, white, slave-owning men's personas. It didn't work for me, Lin-Manuel. And the fact that you, like, you wrote that, you did that, great. But, like, honestly, if it wasn't for, like, your initial original cast, y'all would not have the hype that y'all had. Yeah. Because shout-out to Renee, shout-out to Leslie Odom, because that's seeing yeah. you. Shout out to Anthony Ramos. Shout out to David Diggs. Like, and where are all they going? They're all going to TV and film because that's where the money is. Pay theater artists more. Period. So it's just like, oh, a pro- I, I just uh, like I don't I don't want to rag too much on LMM, but um, no rag. But I think it's weird that he always casts himself as the lead in his plays when he can't sing that well i mean Miss Carol, I will if say, i could i would i'm if i could yeah. book myself a lead i if i had the confidence but you can that's say what i'm working it's for the thing that makes me so happy though is during the course of the pandemic it's like all the theater com- younger theater community just decided to like rag on lmm <laughs> like i okay like i am those- published i am published on the internet ragging on hamilton as early as like february 2016 Ooh, everyone <laughs> love it but like you know how like you know in tiktok they like would do all these memes about lin-manuel miranda what was that one meme there was literally like a- someone saw me last night this person with a perfect lmm impression doing i was survivor by reba which <laughs> <laughs> 
See, I feel like, I feel like our, I feel like our generation is, I think the older generation might appreciate, I think definitely appreciates Lin-Manuel way more than I think. I, I keep saying, I think. Um, it's elder millennial that- content. We're Zoomers here. We are it's, millennials. It's Obama. It's very much Obama era. Like, yes. Before, 2015, before we- 2016. Like, like, I got emo about Philippa Sue. I love Natasha Pierre in the Great Crown of 1812. I got emo about Philippa Sue, but I was like, piece. I'm also like not, like I, as an Asian, I am just fine not claiming, you know, a, a long-standing roots in this slave economy. You know, you know, I'm, yep. I'm gooch. I don't need to see you there, Pippa. Happy for right. you. You know? <laughs> I mean, that being said, we are talking an awful lot about the musicals. Um, what else, I guess, let's, let's dig through. I mean, is there anything oh, else no. that, I mean... I'm a Shakespeare bitch all well, deep down. I love the histories. I was looking at my shelf and earlier this week, I said my favorite play is Richard II. So I don't know. That's not bad. See, I wish, I wish I was better with the classics. It's just honestly, I feel like a lot of the institutions I went through kind of traumatized me about how to read yeah. Shakespeare, how to read yeah. even like Chekhov in a way that was like, so I love Chekhov. So like, oh. I love Chekhov. Don't get me and Chekhov are best friends, but like, you know, it's just the fact that, the way that institutions like say, this is the way to do the classics. And like, this is how you interpret it. It feels very restrictive. And also, you know, I, I don't know about y'all, but I think about the fact that a lot of those plays, a lot of those pieces were written for people who aren't us. And I, I, like, I, I remember in one of my classes, like theater of history, we learned about like, like, I think Bunraku, I think that's what it's called, the Japanese puppetry, right? Mm-hmm. They, we learned about that for like an hour and then, then we call it quits. And then oh, just yeah. okay. you get about one other, class you know. about this is one of my Peking opera, issues. you get one class about all these Japanese yes. puppets, you get one thing about the Nacha Shastra, and then that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's we should have more, we should have more writing classes that focus on the new work being written so we know where where the writing is going. I don't like reading classics. I like right. reading new plays. I like go, I like reading plays that are not done yet. I love new play exchange. It's my new cocaine. It well, not that I had an old cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I did I, I'm not cocaining at it the is, time of this podcast. Um what was I would not know? Oh, I sometimes I'm sometimes a reader for like young play festivals and reading plays by like 12 year olds that are 15 pages and make no sense are some of my favorite plays to read. Also, I'm like uninhibited imagination uninhibited, like no need for structure, just like absolute joy. And also and they don't give fucks. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. And sometimes they kill off the parents. And I'm like, yeah, that's drama. That's drama. Also, are you okay? But that's a drama. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love, I love history. I love history plays. I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. However, I think institutions teach it the wrong way. I didn't even right. have a world history class. I had history in western culture only western culture and by west i was like it was just europe and america like we didn't go into it was one the last semester we had we read m butterfly and we read uh like jitney and those were those were the only two plays by someone who wasn't white. All of the other plays were white. And I was like, we're really not That's gonna go fair, into it's like always an August Wilson play for the night. No, it's always an August Wilson play. It. And it's, it's not always, ever yeah. the, my favorite one. Like, I'm over it. Like King Headley the Second is by far 
the best August Wilson plays the most raw, the most radical. Like, I'm so sick of people doing fences. I'm so sick of the piano lesson. Jitney, like, oh God. I feel like the only two, I no, and I feel like I, I know the only two plays I read in college um, that were written by people of color were The Brother Size. Um, oh, and then good. it's, I mean, love the, love the trilogy. Um, Shadow Terrell, um, yeah, the Geffen School of good. Drama. Um, no. and, not the uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> edit, 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 um, and also we read, um, I think Venus was the other one and that has Ooh, been it. Yep. But that's, but other than that, we read a lot of like, I, don't, I I remember we had like a whole month working on waiting for Godot, and I literally was like, for what? A whole month. For wait. Oh. I don't recognize that play. I only know Passover. I don't know waiting for Godot. I don't know what that is. I actually don't know what that is. It's it's so I can't. I think I, I okay. But here here's a controversial topic for all of us. Uh-oh. On the on, I mean, I don't think it's actually controversial, but. Well, maybe Catherine's I'm just pointing the mic at you. So no, I'm not. It's, I'm, <laughs> it looks like Catherine's just holding arm. the mic. <laughs> Can you please? Times I've interviewed my boss like this. Oh my gosh. My <laughs> house with my whole mic, Greg, and interview the dog. He said, tell us what, what's the, well, what's the controversy? I just don't like reading plays. I don't think plays are meant I to be read. I literary offices and I hate reading. Like I have yeah, literary my job title. And I'm like, Jasmine I want to just put in to. the chat. <laughs> He's on hates theater. Maybe I do, but it's just <laughs> no, okay. I'll be, see them and experience. Yeah, I'd rather see them, and I don't know about y'all. Like, them. Reading, I'm like, I'm not book smart. I literally take six years to read like two paragraphs. I don't know how I got into playwriting, to be quite honest. And um, the number one problem I ran into when reading plays was a lot of them made me feel so stupid. Like I just felt like I couldn't grasp anything is and honestly there were a lot of writers of color who made these like really magical plays that i just had no understanding of like under like yeah. i was like what am i what am i reading right now you know like the whole thing i think this is like and tie and like i feel like you would know this with like poetry it's just you know when people write poems that are so like purple prosy like flowery and there's like actually no um like I guess like clear message I feel like I ran into that with a lot of plays that I read and honestly I just I'd rather see it to like understand it you know what I mean what do y'all think no I can agree with that like I mean no I like reading plays but there is something about me that I feel like I feel like the process also of plays getting selected needs to be more than folks just reading them. So there is something about me that feels like we should be Uh, like a reading so you can hear it because you can't always get the context just from looking at it. And I know that that's maybe like a challenge or a trick, but some of us, you know, some stuff, there have been plays that I did not like reading, but then once I heard it, I was like, oh, now I see it. I get it. Because the page, I was like, baby, I'm not in it. But then, you know, here I am hearing it with just even some readers or some actors. And I'm like, ah, 
this is that. So it's like, you know, a part of the submission process, they should start allowing you to maybe send in a little recording of it or yeah. something. I don't know. But then again, that's you more know, work that people are going to say. I've actually, I've actually started doing that uh, with some of my yeah. plays. I've, um, especially this one play that I wrote, Abundancia, uh, I got a reading of it. I got a recording of that reading and now I send it in because my plays are half in Spanish. And a lot mm-hmm. of these uh, predominantly white institutions will look at my play, they'll see that it's half in Spanish and then they'll go, not for us. Literally. So I, I send in the recording just to be like, hey, it works. Trust me, it works. You'll understand it. No. Anyway. Um, well, on the note of on the note thing. of reading, on the on the note of your reading, Carla, well, what's everybody doing next? Because yeah. we have to wind down. I was about to say, let's wind thanks, this down. Thanks, and thanks. Uh, the question is, what's next for everyone? Mm. And uh Go ahead, What's Reverend. Next for me, um, let me think. What is next for me? Well, I'm, you know, the grind. I'm submitting to a bunch of places, um, and yeah. I have a show that's going to go up in the Oregon Cabaret Theater in Ashland, Oregon. It's called Christmas Contigo, and it's going to be a Cuban Christmas show with a dinner aspect to it. There will be Cuban food served during the play. Um, so we all need tickets because I'm trying to see the play in. <laughs> and it's yeah. it's um it's my first sort of foray into like something kind of like realism, and uh, it's like a family play. It's about it's it's wholesome, and it's got some funny bits to it, and it's about um love and family and my relationship to my grandma, and it's uh it's really it's really sweet. And that's my next big thing that's going on. So, um, Hisan, what's up with you? Y'all know more than uh, y'all know as much as I do. But, um, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff under the covers for me, um, which, oh, my gosh, wait, that's. Oh, we're just talking about grandmas in the chat now. And it's I do love my uh, y'all call call your loved ones always. That's what I that's just a reminder for me. But um, uh, um, I'm not really sure what's coming up next. I have a couple workshops planned for confirm me. But honestly, I'm just going to sit down and perform back surgery on this play and like really rip the spine out and just kind of rearrange some vertebrae. So that's me i guess i mean you may not hear from me in like a for a while but i i'm here i'm here i'm i'm working just silently putting my head down doing, doing what it's got to be done <laughs> anyways that being said someone else take it from me i'm not I, I, anyone 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 <laughs> i'll go or no go ahead Catherine. go ahead Catherine. it was okay uh what's up with me uh i start remote seminary next month (laughs) it's the ma in theology and the arts at the united theological seminary of the twin cities i was told i never have to write a research paper i can just write plays uh i I will write research papers but also in october my play that i it's still not done i'll finish in the next two weeks um is going to have a short workshop and a reading at artists at play in la it's a cool asian theater uh, I am excited. It's very new news. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but I've I've clearly said it. So, yeah, someone else go. Wait, is it, in, is it in person, Catherine? I don't know. I don't. You don't know. I have like no, no, you don't know. You don't know. If it's in person, because I'm in LA right now. I'm in. So yeah. let, let me know, and I'll. I want to go. And Carlos, I was not playing. I'm just. I'm not playing. I'm coming to Oregon. 
okay. come down to Oregon. I will come down to Oregon too. Yes. Yeah. Everyone needs to come with to Ty to Sarasota and then we can eat Cuban we, food. Oh, yes. Florida. I will talk Fuck about yes. yes. I love Cuban Florida food. Oh, okay. Oh, great. great, great. So, good. so then I'll just say what's all is coming up. So um, I'll be continuing to work on dependency through my Kent Powers commission. Shout out to Kent Powers again, because I just love him and he gave me a lot of money. Um, a shout out to City Theater back in Pittsburgh. Um, so we'll be workshopping and working on getting dependency, you know, going over there in Pittsburgh. I also will be heading back to my hometown, Pittsburgh in the fall um, at the Kelly Strayhorn Theater, where I will be workshopping another play of mine called Death Dream, a choreo poem, where I'll also be starring in the lead role. Jabari that I wrote and I'll be collaborating with one of my favorite collaborators and best friend Cherish Morgan who's choreographing and going to act in it as well and yes um, late November into early December I am slated to be down in the scary Sarasota Florida to (laughs) another play of mine which right now is called the Untitled Baldwin Play which actually deals with six black bodies calling out PWIs so um, yeah y'all thought I was lying when I said we're family now um and i'm gonna be popping up in new york missy son because um y'all know i'm recently getting into the ballroom scene so i'm planning to go over there to do some training and meet some oh my god yes so um you know we're trying to stay booked and busy um and blessed all at the same time but yeah so keep me in the loop with all of you with what's going on because yeah Oregon is very close coming down to Florida is close LA and I love coming back over to the east coast because that's where I'm from so you know it's nothing to to support all of you but yeah that's what's next um and I'm excited I'm excited I'm excited I literally cannot believe I have to go after that. I Ty like has the year planned out. This is ridiculous. Um, I what month is it? August. Okay. You know, um, I don't know what's happening. Oh, um, I I get to um workshop this more with uh cancel cancel me with uh the road feeder um in the next few months and like there will be a reading presentation of it like delta plus girl commit like providing we don't know we don't know we don't know um my other play radial gradient is like supposed to go up live but again miss delta like we don't know we don't know um so we're waiting we're just waiting out to see what's going on but things might be happening in the meantime revising and self taping um and you know waitressing at rich people restaurants and asking if they want hey, if they tip well if they, they tip, tip well. well, literally tip your wait staff because every restaurant is pulling tips and waiters see like 10% really? of that tip. So tip big, tip big, baby. No. People tip who don't big. tip are Nazis. Oh my gosh. I don't people understand don't how people know. I don't, I don't understand how people can't tip less than like people tip like 20% or less. I over tip. I over tip okay. all the time because I'm freaking, I'm I like, can't do the math. I, I don't feeling. know what appropriate yeah, tip is. I just go so that, hard. So I know you are working hard. I got to over tip. Come on now. You don't, you don't need to put this in the podcast, but actually one time I was working this gig and actual Nazis did show up. <gasps> I had an SS golden pin on his keychain, and me and all of my coworkers walked around to confirm it because we were like, are they Nazis? Surely not. And, yes. and they did not tip their waiter. They did I not tip their black waiter. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Nazis don't tip. 
And that's how I knew that they were Nazis. And I was like, well, them in the future, <laughs> if they if they tip their waiter who happened like this was such a, a, a weird situation. They were across the table from a Jewish couple who then moved away and their oh. waiter was black. And I was like, oh, this is the worst. And then they didn't tip him. And I was like, oh, that confirms to me that they're Nazis. You know? That's actually the worst play ever that I just heard. That's the worst. Right. Play <laughs> oh. Oh, I have a horror play that is going to happen in Portland and you guys should all come. This it also isn't for the podcast as much, but I'm, uh, I wrote this horror play called, well, I'm writing. I haven't written any of it. Um, wow. I backtracked really quick on that. Um, it's called Our Utopia and it's about cults and it's going to be a choose your own adventure play. Choose your own um, cult. Yeah. Where the audience gets to choose what the cult is and they don't know how they're choosing it. Um, but then the cult can be anywhere from like a regular cult to like Jim Jones, like crazy, like execution cult. cult. And no one knows which way they're, it's going to go. Well, I'm from Oregon. I'm from Oregon. There are such things as regular cults here. Yeah, We're yeah, the yeah. cult state. I'm there. Let me know. It's just a little drive down. <laughs> Ty, I'm going to come with, cause y'all I'm going to Seattle Please. for a little bit. Yes. So. And we will be here in Seattle. And Seattle, I can also drive up to Seattle. Uh, I have a dramaturgy yes. gig up there in January, so. Oh, awesome. Yes, well, we will be hanging. I will be here. And, um, yeah. I do need to get drunk. I do need to get drunk. What I'm hearing uh, is it's, it's not a goodbye. It's a see you later. It's very and, much a see you all <laughs> And on that <laughs> note. Like, Catherine, I'll be seeing you very soon. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, then I'll be in LA at some point, probably either this month or okay. next month. Like, yeah, I'll be seeing all of you. It's really going to be funny. Like, how we're. I'm running. scared of LA, but I will make the trip just for you. I yeah. will. Yes. Wait, y'all, that was supposed to be a cue to like stop talking. We have to end Jasmine the podcast. was being such a good host. I was like, I was, I read the chat. I was like, wind it down. I gave an outro. Right. Yeah. And then we didn't. <laughs> We did not pick it up. Can we can we just say bye? Can we say bye. We can say see you later. Um, bye. No, bye. Thank you, all. Bye. Thank you listeners. See you all later. Thank um, goodbye you. from all of thank us here. Thank you. Yes. We love Ashland New Plays Festival. This has been a presentation of Ashland New Plays Festival. Our podcast is produced by Andy Neal and Cara Quinn Lewis, with written content edited by Carol Florian. To learn more about AMPF and how you can support new plays, visit us at ashlandnewplays.org on the web or at ashlandnewplays on social media. If you like what you heard, leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. Thank you.